0: Welcome to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Happy Friday, TGIF. We made it. Weekend is tomorrow. Let me know if you got any special plans. Again, like always, <clears throat> I like to live vicariously through all of your much more interesting lives. So let me know what your plans are for the weekend in the comment section so I can dream about doing something as exciting as you. Lots to go over today. Um, it is open line Friday. We're going to take the calls in the evening hour, if that's okay. Um, evening hour will be completely open line, so make sure you come back for that. Talk about whatever you want. But in this first hour, we have a special guest, Martin Hyde. He's running for Congress in Florida's sixteenth congressional district, Sarasota area, and so we'll welcome him onto the show now. Martin, welcome.
1: Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing?
0: Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. So rather than read your bio, what we always like to do is we like to give the guest a little bit of time to introduce themselves to the audience. So the floor is yours, Martin.
1: Oh, it won't take long. You know, a lot of people have an elevator speech and, you know, it depends whether it's 50 stories or three stories. Uh, My mother told me self-praise is no praise and, uh, you know, she'll be on the phone and uh, posting texts if I say too much positive about myself. In real simple terms, (laughs) I've been here for nearly 25 years. Uh, I came here because I love America, because I love freedom. We've had it challenged over the last uh, 10 or 15 years and uh, I run a business. Uh, We've been successful. Uh, I'm grateful to be an American citizen. I'm, I'm grateful for the life that i've got and i want to make sure that my four kids have the opportunity to have the opportunities that uh, that i've had running for congress you know these people aren't my kind of people. I, I, you know, people often say I'm not a politician. Uh, I'm political, um, but I'm not a politician because these people have decided to make a career of it. Um, I just want to break the, uh, the cycle. Uh, we have a uh, complete rhino down here. We'll talk about him later, a guy that voted to stay in the Climate Accord, a guy who voted to certify a fraudulent election. Um, but there are a lot of other local issues, and uh, you need somebody with uh, thick skin or who's a little bit thick, and I have both. Um, so I'm here and uh, I'm going to fight for uh, for everything that uh, I hold dear in this country.
0: So I got to ask it. Let's get out of the way. It's not often yeah. that you see someone running for Congress on the Gulf Coast of Florida with a British accent. Explain your story when you came to America. I mean, it, it's it's unique. So talk about that.
1: Well, it is, you know, Ilhan Omar decided to come here from Somalia and uh, tell us which end is up. Uh, you know, I followed, uh, you know, we, we, we lost this country 240 odd years ago. We're coming back to stake it back by stealth. But uh, in truth, uh, it's, it's a lot simpler than that. You know, I grew up uh, watching American television. I, the first time I came here was in the late 70s as a kid and going into a Howard Johnson. And, you know, everything was uh, was bigger. The streets were bigger. The cars were bigger. It had AC. It had a million things that we didn't really have. Um, and I always dreamed of coming here. My parents had a place here. Uh, we used to come here in the winter to Florida. Uh, when I came to live here nearly 25 years ago, I had to learn to... Uh, To speak American, you know, I used to tell people I was going to come and knock them up in the morning, and uh, that didn't go down too well. I I did mean I was going to knock on their door, not impregnate them. Um, But uh, notwithstanding that, it's been uh, it's been a real journey, and uh, I I I I obviously I have an accent, um, but uh, I, I. Arguably I'm more American than uh, a lot of Americans. Most people don't value things they didn't earn for themselves. I earned the right to be a citizen. I spent the first five years here unable to vote. I had to pay my taxes um, and I had to uh, to learn the Constitution and uh, I I've seen that and understand the Bill of Rights, and and, and I don't think everybody in this country realizes what a privilege it is. We've had 18 months of lockdown, and uh, we've had a tremendous amount of freedoms taken away, and and it seems to me a lot of people have have tolerated that, and uh, now we're talking about people like Biden considering the possibility of taking someone's job away if they won't take a jab. Telling kids that uh, they can go and get inoculated uh, without their parents' consent. Yeah, these are just egregious stomps. Um, Today is Constitution Day. I know you know that. Um, You know, it's Mm -hmm. the anniversary of the day when, um, uh, you know, people uh, actually put these rights and enshrined them, our founding fathers. And, uh, you know, people have often criticized it. As far as I'm concerned, it's a divine document, it is what it says it is. And uh, the, uh, the reason I came is because it exists. And the reason I'm running now is because I'm very concerned that uh, too many people uh, are disregarding it and, and, and think that it's just a suggestion. It is the law of the land. And uh, I'm going to make sure that uh, we follow it.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's funny the idea of this being the long con that the Brits are, are coming back, congressional yeah, district, yeah, it by is. congressional I mean, yeah. district. It's, it's the longest of the cons.
1: <laughs> yeah it's a long, it's a long con you know uh yeah it, it's um you know having a uh, having a british accent is a, is a funny thing down here in Florida uh, it's kind of quaint um there aren't tremendous amount of us there's more than you might think but I consider myself uh, for one of a better term an honorary redneck i am a very much a southern boy um you know I've seen what's happened on both co- uh, coasts in, in, indeed in, in where you are even you know this woke Uh, virus has been spreading, uh, forget coronavirus, woke virus has been spreading throughout this country for, what, more than uh, 10 years since Oprah came up with that ridiculous term. And, uh, you know, it's pernicious, it's serious. You know, people talk about drinking the Kool-Aid, millions and millions of people, it's been done by stealth and uh, it needs people like yourself and people like myself and as many people as we can round up to, uh, to wake up before it's too late.
0: Well, I mean, that's what we all hope people wake up before it's too late. And I'll tell you, I think what's been so good to see is you mentioned when you were describing your run for Congress that at the end of the day, all politics is local, right? I mean, even if you're going to run for president, even if you're going to run for Congress, people want you to fix their local problems, whether you have the ability to in that office or not. They want you to care about their local problems. And what we've seen over the past year plus is a reawakening of conservatives becoming interested in local politics. I mean, we've conservatives have always been interested in local politics. Right. They vote more often local elections than Democrats do. But when it comes to things like school boards, school board meetings, school board races, we've seen a real reawakening. And what I've loved about it is that it's not even all just parents. You're seeing grandparents going to school board meetings. You're going you're seeing aunts, uncles going to school board meetings, even people who don't have kids. They're just that concerned about what's going on in the schools, because obviously you realize that even if you don't have kids, what the kids learn in the school affects your life, right? If the kids aren't being taught right and they're out graffiting walls or whatever, right, that affects other people whether they have kids or not. Um, in Florida, especially, when it comes to school board meetings, races, we've seen this huge fight over pandemic-related stuff in the schools. Is that happening in Saratoga too?
1: Well, absolutely. You know, uh, we uh, we have a school board here. You know, most of these school board elections here in Florida are allegedly nonpartisan, which is a way that you get backdoor leftists. Uh, and uh, so we have a county here which is uh, substantially red, went ten points for President Trump in 2020. Um, but we have a school board where one of the members uh, ran uh, uh, the lowest nonpartisan as a registered Republican, and then once she won, she uh, switched back to a true leftist route. And uh, what we have, we've got 67 counties in Florida, but eight or nine of them enacted mask mandates without a parental opt-out. We have a Bill of Rights here in Florida for parents, um, which uh, gives people, you know, continues uh, uh, inalienable, uh, as far as I'm concerned, parental rights enshrined in law. And uh, these people ignored it. Uh, They came up with a mask mandate, uh, and we all know, and we've talked about the efficacy or otherwise of... uh, a uh, 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 face diapers anyway, but uh, we're talking about uh, a school board that uh, just flew in the face. We had rancorous public meetings. This is, as you rightly said, a national phenomenon. A you know, mad moms, mad dads, and uh, you know we we are mad. We're mad as heck because uh, you know you step between a a mama bear and a cub, and she's going to get upset. And uh, as a father, I am upset too. Um, so we we went to the meetings. Uh, we had. Um, We had, uh, you know, our say. They didn't take any notice. Uh, They passed a mandate without medical exemption, uh, without uh, with a parental exemption. So we, the only exemption available was a medical one. So uh, initially, a a few local uh, people uh, signed medical waivers uh, for their patients. um, But they moved the goalposts and they changed the requirements for who could actually sign those. Um, So last Sunday. Um, we had an event we arranged uh, in uh, in Venice, uh, just south part of a county here, um, where we had medical doctors. Uh, we had um, uh, the opportunity for people to come to be examined to see whether their kids qualified for a medical mask exemption. We thought we'd get a few hundred. Uh, we were going to start at noon. Um, the car park was full by 10.30, uh, and we were there till midnight. We had thousands of yeah. people. We have drone video that shows uh, traffic going back for, for hours. And uh, it was a fantastic thing. People had the opportunity to, uh, to see that there were other like-minded people. Uh, and this is kind of the message that we're trying to share, that uh, you know, local action does make a difference. Um, we actually managed to, uh, to push back on this school board. And now there are thousands of kids in Sarasota County who can breathe and smile uh, where they wouldn't have otherwise been able to do so.
0: I'm sure you've seen this. If we put up my screamers, Bruce, this just happened yesterday. A two-year-old was kicked off of an American Airlines flight because the two-year-old was not in compliance with their mask rule. But the two-year-old was having an asthma attack, hyperventilating. You can see on this left picture right here, the mother tried to put the mask on her. And if you, if we don't have the video, it's, it's heartbreaking. The child's just completely hyperventilating. There, the, there you can see her actually taking the medication. They escorted her off the plane with police.
1: Well, you know what was extraordinary about that, if you see the video, which of course you have, is that there were a bunch of leftists on that flight that were cheering her on, cheering on the uh, the, the ground. ground. Yeah. Unbelievable. They, yeah. Would they have been happy if they'd have put something over the kid and choked her to death? I mean how can people suspend their judgment like this you've got a two-year-old kid who doesn't want to be anybody who's ever had a kid has to understand that and this notion that the two-year-old is a threat and this nonsense that you hear about wow what about other people well, what about them this kid's two years old i you know, yeah. i don't understand how it ever came to this but um you know, we need to rise up. You know, someone mentioned earlier about uh, in other countries, people would be out there with uh, the heads of these people on pikes, um, you know, like the French Revolution. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure we're not there. I mean, uh, you know, we can oh, yeah. talk about it, but like we did last Sunday, I, I think that it's time for people to rise up. And, you know, the word that uh, is a real simple one, the 330 million people in this country, if enough people say no, it doesn't really matter what Joe says. It ain't happening. We just have to turn around and say, sorry, mate, it ain't happening. And uh, yeah. if we do that enough and collectively, um, things will have to change. And, uh, you know, if they want to turn up at my house and uh, tell me that they've got a needle for me, i got something for them, too. It's called the Second Amendment. And uh, they won't be leaving <laughs> in the same shape they got there.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I, it, that American Airlines story, if you actually read the statement that they put out, they did they rebooked the woman. They rebook the woman on another flight. Typically, you don't see people who get kicked off of a plane immediately get rebooked on another flight. So they kind of admit that they that they were wrong.
1: Why well, admitting they're wrong, and, and you know, the, the, I just I, I think anybody that was on that plane that didn't stand up and get off with her should be ashamed of themselves. It is it, just so outrageous. Who on earth would allow someone, a woman with a child, a toddler, um, to be manhandled uh, by a, a flight crew? You know, what was the fear? Yeah. What was the danger? You know, if you're that scared of, of picking up uh, COVID, then don't get on the
0: bloody plane. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it, it seems like that young child should have had if not a complete medical exemption, at least some deference, right? And I think that's most of the problem. You talked about how the liberals were cheering them on, videoing it, like, oh, yeah, we're going to get her off. Like, people actually excited over the fact that this toddler is being escorted off the plane by cops. I mean, it's insanity, but there's no deference. There's no deference to the idea that people could have a medical condition that makes it harder to breathe through three-ply masks right or that people have a medical condition that makes it more dangerous to get vaccinated in any vaccine right people don't care but, but could they you, don't care at all
1: you 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 couldn't have a better picture and image of why progressive policies and so-called inclusive people is a a complete lie. It's a progression to hell in a handbasket. And they're not inclusive. They include you if you're on their side. And they literally mean you harm if you don't. You know, I've seen all kinds of posts, you know, these keyboard warriors on social media, um, openly stating that they hope that uh, people not wearing masks uh, die. Uh, And and it's like, (sighs) Huh? get some perspective here you know and, and and maybe they're just that stupid and they've just drunk so much of this Kool-Aid that uh, they, they don't understand the, 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 the bizarre nature of the way that they're talking. These are people that tell you they're 15 genders and we should include everybody but they're also suggesting that uh, anybody that's a conservative and that uh, isn't wanting to live like Anthony Fauci wants us to live um, should actually die and, and you know you got a president of the United States that said the other day quite bizarrely that he is losing patience with governors and and citizens yeah. that uh, aren't agreeing with him well you know what i'm losing patience with him
0: yeah yeah I, i'm gonna see if i can find it it was a couple days ago there was a uh, sometimes i like to i like to go on leftist twitter just to see what they're talking about <sighs> and there was there was a woman in, in australia who said she was stuck in a different uh whatever the province county um And she was with her kid when the lockdown happened. She was stuck in a different area of the country. And she was asking for advice on how can I get across the state lines back to my home because I'm stuck. I can't afford to just live in a motel indefinitely. um, And I have my kids. People then forwarded the tweet to the police. I mean, this is someone just talking online about how she just wants to go home. And the leftists are on there actually warning her Warning police, like literally tagging them in it, saying, hey, police, check this out. She's trying to go home.
1: You know, you can't make it up. You know, if you look back to the 30s in Germany, this is exactly what you do. You had to report your neighbors to the SS. And, uh, you know, that's how you uh, elevated yourself in your community. You know, people said, you know, how did it happen in Germany? There were millions of people goose-stepping down the Strasse. And the people who weren't wearing uniform were standing on the sides, egging them on. And, uh, you know, you look and you say, well, how does this happen? And it happens out of fear. It's coercement and bullying. I I I saw a a documentary on that the other day. and they were talking about the the survivors of the uh, the nazi movement and and how they felt about it and they were, weren't really equivocating they were just saying well you know i mean we, we saw all the propaganda the jews the gypsies or whatever else and uh, everybody else was in favor of it so we just went along and um i don't see any distinction that makes it different now Um, you've got people um, that are literally turning on other citizens and they're justifying it by saying well you know you're not you're not playing uh, you know the right way And, and, and forgetting the fact that we have a first amendment right forgetting the fact that this country was founded squarely and simply to get away from oppression and here we are 245 years later basically endorsing it and saying if you don't agree with us we're going to exterminate you um yeah this is really a critical moment in our history we have to fight back and I mean fight
0: yeah I'll, I'll tell you your ancestors might have had it right when they predicted that Australia would be nothing more than a gigantic prison because today Australia is the only prison that can be seen from space <laughs> the entire country <laughs> has become a prison I-
1: Everybody used to think it was cool to be Australian. You remember Crocodile yeah, Dundee, yeah, and you know yeah. drinking beer, and where men were men, and all that. Yeah. And, and and suddenly they're woke. It's like the you know the yeah. armed services in this country. You know, I'm a massive supporter of, uh, of, of the men and women in uniform. But you look at these people like Millie there, and uh, you know the pure politicians, and they spend more time concerning themselves with uh, you know inclusive culture than uh, how to defend this country. It's quite extraordinary. Yeah. Ordinary. Um and it but it didn't happen in the last few weeks and it's not going to be fixed in the next few weeks and um, what we have to do is we have to take both houses back next year uh, then we can uh, work on impeaching Joe and then uh, after that and um, it's not so very long it seems a way off but in not so very long where I hope and I pray that uh, we'll bring back Um, uh, President Trump for what it will be arguably his third electoral victory. Um, I think 2022 is going to be huge for us. And I think uh, 2024 is going to be the beginning of a new dawn in this country, uh, because we've had a taste. Uh, We're looking over the edge here. And uh, I'm just fearful that some people are just not getting the information. Your broadcast and these other broadcasts that we talk about and talk to Very, very important. Give people confidence. Make them realize that uh, they're not actually the sign of minority. I believe that we're in the majority. You know, anybody believes that Joe got 80 million votes. I got a bridge. I could sell them any day they want it.
0: Yeah. Going to take a real quick break here and remind everyone, if you go to my screen, Mr. Producer, these new T-shirts are up. The in dire distress. it It is a very serious thing to put the American flag upside down. You're only supposed to do it when you are in true distress. Well, we are as a country. And the whole purpose behind this shirt, which you can find on store.conservative-daily.com, is as a conversation starter. People are going to say, hey, why is that flag upside down? And that gives you an opportunity to just unload and say, well, how much time you got? How much is wrong with the country? So the link is in the description. Check out the It's available in black, white, red, gray, and navy. Check out the rest of the store too. But yeah, in dire distress shirts are now up. So yeah, go ahead and take down my screen now. Um, so you just mentioned, Martin, we're here with Martin Hyde running for Congress in the 16th Congressional District of Florida. You mentioned that we need to take back the both chambers. I, I think it's more than that, because just having a Republican as the Speaker of the House and a Republican as the majority leader isn't going to get it done. You're running against a Republican. So obviously you believe the same, that it's not enough just to elect people with ours next to their name. They actually have to live and breathe. Um, conservatism. Talk about your incumbent, uh, your opponent, the incumbent, and why you think it's so important for him to be voted out.
1: Well, you know, uh, we we call him left turn Vern. His name's Vern Buchanan. We call him left turn Vern because uh, this is a guy that uh, has gradually moved more and more and become more and more aggressive because uh, nobody's run against him in a primary. Um, and he's showing his true uh, roots. You know, he's a car dealer, so, you know, you can take that for what it's worth. Um, but look at what he's done. He, he voted. Well, there were just three Republicans that voted to stay in the Paris Climate Accord in 2019? He was one of them. There were just eight Republicans who voted recently for HB8, which is a background uh, bill on guns. He was one of them. He voted to uh, certify a fortunate election. He was sent out a tweet that night uh, railing against those of us that were there on January the 6th. I was there on January the 6th. I, I didn't get inside and get Pelosi's lectern, although if I'd have known it was there, I would have done. Um, but uh, the um, the fact is that um, they're not even pretending anymore. You know, you just put an R after your name. It's a sort of a polite, small R. Um, and, and what's wicked is that uh, they're doing it for the prestige. They're doing it because it makes them feel important. Um but there's much more important things than me. Um, this is about representative government. This is about making sure that uh, we actually get back to what the business of America is. And the business of America is not telling Americans how to live, it's getting out of the way and making sure that uh, Americans have the opportunities uh, to do the things that they want to do. You know, Reagan was right. Government is not the answer. Uh, Government is part of the problem. And, uh, you know, these faux Republicans and, you know, people say, well, don't you like Vern Buchanan? I I could care less about Vern Buchanan. uh, But I hate his ideals. I hate his policies. And uh, we're going to run him out of office. We're going to run him out good and proper. I don't know how many votes he gets. I mean, uh, how many his family is and uh, what the people he's got in his pocket. But I don't think it'd be an awful lot um 2022 is going to be the year of conservatives it's going to be the year of america first we're the kind of people that uh believe that general flynn was a hero was a victim of a leftist uh, attack uh we're the people that believe that um we got calmed over the pandemic we don't necessarily disbelieve that it exists we believe that uh, most of the measures that they came about uh, were with an attempt to uh, to to take Donald Trump out of the White House and and to win an election fortunately and uh, we're going to make them pay for that we're going to make them pay big Um, whatever they did to Donald Trump uh, we're not going to play flag football anymore we're going to play full contact we're going to sack the quarterback and we're going to stomp him into the ground
0: You might be the only Brit who understands the rules of American football. So congratulations.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, I used to be a professional soccer player. I was a terrible one, uh, but uh, I was a goalkeeper. So uh, I got stomped into the ground enough times to know how it feels. And that's what we're going to do to the liberals.
0: (laughs) You goalkeepers, you take a lot of abuse playing soccer.
1: Uh, well, yeah, I did, especially for my own fans when I let goals in. But, uh, you know, I was such a great soccer player that I'm here today in front of you running for Congress. But uh, the, uh, the, the main thing here, we always have to take the personalities out. This is not about Martin Hyde. This is not about anybody else. This is about making sure that every district in America has the opportunity to vote a true conservative into yeah. office because that's what people want. You know, people don't want somebody that equivocates and says, well, I want to hear what the other side have to say. I don't need to go to jail to listen to the criminals and uh, come out and say, well, maybe they've got a point. They're locked up for a reason. And as far as I'm concerned, the liberals have got bad ideas and bad policies, and the only reason I'll cross the aisle is to yell at them.
0: (laughs) Well, so we talked a little bit about Australia. Over the past year, it's been interesting to watch what the other – uh, Commonwealth nations, what Canada, the UK um, should have done because it's likely a precursor of what would happen here if we don't stop them. What's been very interesting, though, to watch in the UK is almost the opposite. Now, they still, UK still has a bunch of problems they have to work through, but the Conservative Party, the Tories, they were preparing to push through a vaccine passport mandate for public gatherings, going to pubs. They were literally about to do it after promising for a year that they wouldn't. And there were legitimate protests that stopped it, which I think is incredible because you talk about it. You can't just be a little R. I mean, that's what that's what the Conservative Party in the UK has been for a while now. Just a little R. They say that they and obviously the Conservative Party is different than the Republican Party here. But every time I turn around, it, it, it's, it's like they're, they're acting like liberals. Um, what do you think Americans can learn from that? Because even if it's just a small victory, it's important.
1: Well, it is a small victory, but it's an important one. And if you go back to uh, 2016, I could have told you that President Trump was going to win because of what happened in the UK that summer. You know, both political parties wanted to stay in the European (sighs) Union, uh, but the Brexit movement, which was told on... It was cranks, it was underfunded and whatever else. British people overwhelmingly said, no, we don't want to be part of Europe, we're British. And uh, they were shocked at that. And then, of course, the same thing with uh, President Trump. You know, they tried to diminish him and and make him out to be a bunch of things. Um, And the American people said, you know what, we don't care. We don't want Hillary. Uh, We want Donald J. Trump to be our president. And... I believe that the exact same thing, you, look, we all make the mistake of thinking that uh, what you see in the newspapers or what you hear on the news or what you hear in uh, the coffee shops is the reality. No, it's not. It's fake news. It's false and uh every time that you get to a squeal point in britain you suddenly realize that they haven't completely lost their mind they were huge protests in the uk <laughs> i mean I, I know the geography of trafalgar square how many people were there the kind of things that they were saying and quite rightly uh, the government backed off and that's exactly what we need to do here i would love to see a similar type of thing to what the uh, the left did after President Trump won, you know, the Women's March, March for Women and stuff like that. Mm. I'd like to see marches for freedom all over the country uh, building up over the autumn to the point where they realize, hey, we better be careful because these yeah. people are not having it.
0: Yeah, I, I think if we brought a couple dozen football hooligans over here, I think we'd probably get a lot more <laughs> done with these protests. <laughs> and I'll tell you, uh, I knew that Brexit – I knew that Brexit was going to go, that Brexit was, the Brexiters were going to win when I was watching late at night to them bringing the ballots. And I don't remember what part of the UK, you might know, but one part of the UK, they actually take the ballots in a box, put it on a boat, and then bring them to the mainland. So you actually get to watch on video that they're bringing the ballots by boat. And I'm like, oh, there's no electronic voting machines there. This, they can't steal that. I mean, they're on camera. You're watching it the whole trip. I mean, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, no, it's going to win. I
1: I, I grew up with that. You know, that's exactly right. You watch them. They tip the ballot boxes out with the paper ballots, and there's very little you can do about that. You know, no hanging chads, just a straight X in a box. Uh, And that was a really simple question. You want to be in or out. And they couldn't believe it when they lost, but that's because they don't habit the real world you know a lot of these people live in an echo chamber they talk to each other they have these little hand-wringing events and uh, they don't understand that the average person's a little bit smarter than that and they've got common sense and uh, british people realize you know, we're an island we had an empire once we've gone backwards oh. since we joined in with socialist europe and uh, and they turn around and tell them to go pound sand and uh, i know that that's what's going to happen here in 2022. A lot of people are despondent right now. I am so excited because I know what's coming next. And and who doesn't want to be watching CNN uh, when the midterms start coming in and watch Don Lemon and all these uh, sort of people crying into the their jaws microphone. hit the Won't jaws hit the It
0: exactly. would it would. And and I'll tell you, Martin. I I really hope. I really hope and pray. And we're going to do everything we can because it's not just about politics. What we're seeing and i talked a little bit with you about this before we came on I, I don't like saying this i don't like being hyperbolic but this really is an issue of life and death when we see what biden is doing now in florida where he is withholding the monoclonal antibody treatment from florida if you go ahead and put up my screen mr producer this is one of the one of the actual COVID treatments that work it's basically taking antibodies of people who've already had the virus and, uh, <clears throat> and giving them to people who are fighting for their life. So <clears throat> Biden, Biden's team say that Florida has been taking too many of these drugs and it isn't equitable. So they are restricting the amount of these, of these life-saving drugs that will reach Florida. And basically, if you look at the list, it's like Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee. It's all the red states, southern states that are using this to keep their people alive. Biden would much rather these treatments stay in a warehouse somewhere than be used by the states that currently need it. I I don't know how – this is about as despicable as it gets.
1: It's conspiracy to commit murder you know if i set something up so that i restricted people it's no different to shouting fire in a crowded theater it's no different to uh, taking the ignition key from uh, an ambulance that's trying to go to the hospital and um, you're indirectly potentially causing the demise of, of a united states citizen i mean what on earth is he talking about equity like you said we are gonna leave them in a warehouse you know th- this antibody yeah. treatment is life-saving treatment it's urgent treatment it's, he's declared war. I mean, uh, he's declared well, he's war on Florida. Him. He's declared war on Texas. Um, I should love him to get away from his teleprompter and come down and knock on my door. I live in downtown Sarasota. Joe, you're welcome anytime. You come in and we'll have a little chat about it without your teleprompter. <laughs> and uh, let's see how that ends. Let's uh, let's turn that into a podcast.
0: Well, it's going to end with him falling asleep or him wandering off. That's usually yeah. how it ends. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is them This is them punishing, trying to punish Florida. They're trying to punish Florida for not getting enough vaccines, not wearing enough masks. And you can read it. We won't read it on the air, but when you read the way that Politico is reporting this, it's basically saying that Florida should mask up. If Florida doesn't want their people to die, they should mask up. They should get vaccinated instead of using these treatments. It's, uh, it seems like a punishment. And yeah, I, I don't know what the alternative is. I guess they're going to leave it in a warehouse somewhere. And just let people die. What? It's uh, it's disgusting. But the num- the numbers
1: aren't there, you know. One of the things that uh, they, they've been lying to us all the way down the line. You, yeah, there's been no flu over the last eighteen months. You know, our own local hospital publishes COVID numbers as the decline in the uh, so-called Delta variant uh, spike in the last couple of weeks, where cases are back down to uh, to where they were, and and you know more than fifty percent less than they were two weeks ago. Now they've started including in the numbers people who had COVID who are still in the hospital because they're otherwise chronically sick just because they don't want people to 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 recognize that you know this herd immunity this vaccine all these numbers this had to come to an end but they don't want it to come to an end because if it comes to an end somebody might start focusing on all of the other things that they're doing across the country so they need to keep this going they need to keep people motivated they need to keep lying and of course people want to believe stuff because uh, they've been fed fantasies now for so long that they, they actually wouldn't know the truth if it smacked them in the mouth. And um, you know, some of these people arguably need a smack in the mouth. But certainly, as far as Florida is concerned, we'll be just fine. You know, we don't need anything yeah. from Joe Biden. Uh, we hear every single day down here, I hear every single day, I just moved here from. Uh, people are coming here because this is a free state. You don't hear very often, I moved here from Florida. You hear people saying, I just moved here from uh, New York. We moved here from California. We moved here from this woke place and another. So um, we've got it right. They've got it wrong. And uh, if they want a war, they should
0: bring it. What's been really helpful in debunking a lot of the things is that Florida has a sunshine law. So pretty much anything that's a government document that doesn't involve sexual assault or, or some kind of crime involving children, and unless it's like truly something really classified or dangerous, um, everything sh- should be publicly available for journalists, for civilians, if they want to see what's going on. Because the idea being sunlight is the best disinfectant for corruption. And we've been able to use the sun- sunshine laws in Florida to look at the actual COVID death numbers. And that's how we were able to find different um, Coroners labeling something as a COVID death when it just it shouldn't have been, like, and and all the all the examples I'm, I can cite are in Florida. Guy was on a roof. He's a roofer replacing the, uh, the house's roof shingles. He got hit by struck by lightning. Struck by lightning, blown got, off of the yeah, roof.
1: Yeah, yeah, got, COVID yeah, death. Guy get catches a bu- <laughs> catches a bullet and uh, you know he's uh, he, he happened to be COVID positive, positive, so they say um yeah there's been a lot of that sunshine law is great um it's in the constitution here of florida um and, and we can hold people accountable it it's it you know the reason there are 21 million people here despite the heat and the humidity is because it's one of the places that still adheres to basic constitutional freedoms yeah. and recognizes that uh, citizens are more important than uh, bureaucracies
0: yeah Now, i just to go through a couple other ones i remember The motorcycle crash, 20 something year old, dead motorcycle crash, COVID. Self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head, COVID. Falls off a ladder and dies, COVID. 90 year old broke their hip, died because no one checked on them, COVID. I mean, it's insane. And we're seeing the same deal now happening with hospitalizations, right? That's been the one constant that has been the same throughout this entire thing. Well, if people are really sick, then they go to the hospital. And that's a number you can kind of use to track. The deaths, we know that they've they've made they, it's, they've cooked it, right? There are deaths that should not have been COVID deaths. And we know that the cases, they're cooked too because the tests aren't perfect. The hospitalizations used to be the constant. But now we're seeing the hospitalizations include people who are asymptomatic. So they go to the hospital to have some other type of routine surgery. They give them the COVID test, they test positive. So it doesn't matter that they're going to to have their tonsils out, right? They tested positive for COVID. Oh, no, it's a COVID hospitalization. Nearly half of the COVID hospitalizations now are asymptomatic or minor symptoms.
1: You know, the phrase, you know, there's lies, there's damn lies, and then there's statistics. You know, one of the things that's been overlooked is that, uh, if everybody lives around about 80 years in this country as an average that means that around about 0.1 of a percent die every month so uh, that means that 330 million people uh, around about 330,000 people die every single month every single year forever in this country now that's uh, 3.6 million a year over 20 months the so talking about six plus seven nearly million people if we even agreed that nearly 700 people uh, died while they're corona positive. That still means nine out of ten people died from something else. Um, And arguably, as you rightly said, a lot of the people that died would have died from something else too. So, uh, this false flag, this ability to change, take away your freedoms, all on the basis that uh, the boogeyman's going to come and get you, and that uh, yeah. this is a, a virus of conservatives, and that they're super spreaders—it's it, so wicked of a lie. Um, I, I don't know how they go out. Uh, maybe that's why they wear masks, so we can't identify them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said it right. And and any loss of life is terrible, but I think, I, I hope after this, there's a real accounting done to find just how many people were truly terminal. I mean, even when COVID-19 went through the nursing homes in New York, yeah, what Cuomo did actually putting nursing home patients in New York, it was terrible, right? The uh, uh, COVID positive patients in the New York nursing homes, that was terrible. He intentionally brought it in to the nursing homes. But there are people in nursing homes who knew they were never getting out. They knew people who had cancer, terminal diagnoses, right? Lung cancer. Um, and yeah, many of them probably did die from COVID. And yet I guess, yeah, COVID killed them. But I think we're going to, I hope there's going to be a real accounting done to see just how many people were in the process of dying from something else. I'm not saying it's just someone had diabetes and they could have managed it for 40 years. I'm talking about people who were literally dying and, and COVID got them first. Again, any loss of life is terrible, but I think that's going to be another part of the these cooked numbers that we're going to have to look at in the years to come.
1: I agree. I mean, I I live almost directly opposite a nursing home, and you know, it's the like the dawn chorus every single day. For all the years I've lived there, you see red lights there because that's the nature of it. You know, we're all going to end the same way at some yep. point. By the time you go into a nursing home, uh, you probably don't have twenty years left. No one's minimizing illness, and no one is wishing oh, yeah. anybody uh, an early demise. Um, but this argument that somehow you're going to change it and everybody's going to live forever—that's not true either. There's only one guy that ever did that, two thousand years ago, and uh, everybody else has to face the reality of their mortality. And uh, what and they're he saying still here die. is is a lie. Well, he still had I'm saying. He's still us. but, yeah. Yeah. but, but, but I'm telling yeah. He's still with us, but uh, that's just one guy 2,000-odd years ago. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about the vast majority of the rest of us um, aren't going uh, to survive the mortal coil. So um, if you're 80, 85 years old and you want another six months, God bless you. That's great. But um, if you haven't got it done in the first 80, 85 years, you probably ain't going to do that much better going forward anyway. I I, I I think that what we're talking about here, when they are talking about kids and they talk about school, something that very important to remember. My uh, youngest son is 13. Um, he's had what will be, he's into the third school year now, interrupted by the fact that uh, he can't see his teacher's facial expression, he can't see his friend's facial expression. Freud told us what happens when uh, adults grow up and uh, what happened in their childhood stays with them forever. Um, If you don't think that three school years interrupted won't have an effect on this generation of people, you'd be sadly wrong. And uh, a big thing of what I'm saying here is that uh, we absolutely can't. This is an emergency in that sense alone. Uh, It's a Mm -hmm. false flag to say that this is about kids. It's not about kids. It's about control. Uh, It's about their desperate need to stay in the news cycle on something that they figure works in their favor. Uh, But in the meantime, they're ruining Uh, kids' lives. They're adding to mental health issues, depression, and they're restricting their ability to communicate. So uh, this is a very serious thing. Uh, And anybody that says, well, what do you care about everybody else? I care just as much as anybody else does. Um, But I'm 55. I've been around a while. I've had a good life. I want my son to have a good life. And he won't have as good a life as he could do if he doesn't have the ability to see and talk to people without a muzzle on.
0: Yeah. So, again, we're talking with Martin Hyde. Martin, how can people contribute to your campaign? Because you're speaking a lot of truth, a lot of common sense. Maybe we needed a Brit to come over here to slap us in the face a bit and, uh, and wake us up. I hope if you are elected to Congress that you'll bring a little bit of the House of Commons there. Because it's been a lot of fun to watch House of Commons debates because they actually talk. They're not reading a script. No one wrote it for them. They're actually forced to talk and, and explain themselves. I hope that you bring uh, a little bit. It, how can people contribute to your campaign?
1: Well, yeah, we're going to have the rough and tumble. You know, I can't wait to get up there and uh, mix it up with AOC and Ilhan Omar. And hopefully if uh, Nancy's still alive, uh, the opportunity to uh, to talk to her too. But uh, WWW-elect Martin.
0: What? <laughs> is, is Nancy on her way yeah, out? I, Are you breaking news? <laughs>
1: well, no, I'm just, you know, I'm just wondering. I mean, she's, what, nearly a 1,000 right, years old? Yeah, How much longer yeah, can true. she go on? Um, that's true. But electmartinhyde.com, it's not a clever name. It's uh, deliberately uh, somewhat uh, memorable or easy to use. Electmartinhyde.com. I give people the opportunity to uh, to invest. It is an investment. You know, it's not about me. I keep saying that. Um, this is about making sure that we have the resources uh, to see this thing through. I put a lot of skin in the game myself, both personally and personally. Financially and practically, um, I need a little bit of help from uh, people if they can uh, they can spare it. I don't want anybody to spend their gas money, um, but anybody that has something and believes that uh, we need to fight and, and bring a change back in this country, and I guarantee you this: if I ever, if I ever become one of these wokesters, I invite somebody to come down there and turn my lights out because uh, this is. This idea that people turn up and they're one thing and then they get elected and they become something else, that's probably the biggest and most frustrating thing that people say to me. Uh, that will never happen with me. I am uh, who I say I am, and uh, what you see is what you get. So uh, it's been real, though. I've had a, a lot of fun on here today. Uh, we should do this again soon.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I i think that Floridians are going to have to save the country because even though... Oh, Biden is going after Florida and Texas the same, it seems. Texas, we have a lot of rhinos, do-nothing Republicans. They talk the talk, but they won't walk the walk. Case in point, if you put up my screen, Mr. Producer, this was the breaking news yesterday that Governor Greg Abbott was going to close the border. That he was say, oh, there's enough is enough. We're closing it. We're closing it down. And we're all like, yes, do it. That's fantastic. Should have been done a while ago, but do it. Now the news today, oh, he walks back the plan. He said, no, we're not going to do it. And now thousands of Haitians are just walking across the border. Haitians, not even from Central America, from the Caribbean, just walk across the border. So I hope that you and other Floridians can save us because Texas GOP certainly isn't going to do it.
1: You know, Governor Abbott uh, has been a little bit of a disappointment. Like you said, he comes up tough for about 10 minutes and then for some reason uh, he uh, he concerns himself with what other people think. If you live your life based on uh, trying to please everybody, you'll do nothing. Uh, you can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. And uh, I'm more than happy to take them and smash them all over the place because uh, that's the only way we're going to get back. Uh, that is yeah. the answer. Uh, we need to be radical. We can't be uh, equivocating on the things that we believe in.
0: So again, we're we're talking with Martin Hyde. electmartinhyde.com, hyde com. Link is in the description. Martin, thank you so much for stopping by. I'd love to have you on again. And best of luck with the campaign.
1: Hey, it's been a real pleasure from sunny, free Florida. Uh, have you guys a, a great day and, and see you all again soon. All
0: right. Thanks, Martin. Thanks, man. So, great interview. Wish him all the best. Um, I, I, I don't think that there is currently a member of Congress with a British accent. And I, I do think That getting some of that British, what would the word, moxie? Some of that British moxie, that British spunk. I want Congress to work like the House of Commons. I want prime, I I want ministers' questions, prime ministers' questions. I, I would love for Joe Biden to have to stand up there, talk, and then have everyone else shout him down. I want that. I want British parliamentary rules. I'll never get it, but I want it so desperately. And that's the political science nerd in me. But just imagine, just imagine if he, he was saying he Martin was saying he'd love to go up against AOC. I'd love to see him and AOC actually have a real debate, not where they go up and they read something that their staffers wrote for them, where they actually have to talk. And, yeah, they jab at each other. And then I think it'd be great. I think that's what American politics is missing. I think we we perfected a lot of this self-government, but we can learn a lot. And there's still a lot that can be done if we take some of those old British customs as well. So that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Make sure you come back in the evening hour. We are going to have open line Fridays. Yep, it's open line Fridays in the evening. So make sure you come back at 7 p.m. Eastern and we'll take your calls on anything. Uh, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Anything you want to talk about, we might, we'll come with a general thing we're going to talk about, but we'll take calls on anything. Um, this is your chance to call in and let your voice be heard, vent a little bit, and uh, yeah, let's have a good time. And make sure if you haven't already hit the liquor store, because open line Fridays are also happy hour Fridays. So, you know, I want to make sure you don't show up empty handed with an empty glass. So until then, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Check out all the links in the description. And make sure you subscribe to the audio version of the podcast. I say this all the time, but it's really important. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, all great places. But if you can, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and give us a five star review. And you don't even need to have an Apple device. If you have a Windows laptop or desktop computer, you can download iTunes and you can create your own Apple ID without having an Apple device. And then you can leave a five star review. So, yeah, it's a little, a couple of extra steps. But if you have the time, you can please do leave us a five star review on Apple podcast. Help us rise up in those rankings. Again, we go live Monday through Friday to uh, sorry. I almost said the old time. 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Eastern, two different time slots. So make sure you, you tune in for that. And uh, yeah, just check out all the links, including the link for our new shirt. Go back to my screen one last time in dire distress. In dire distress shirt. If we can go back to my screen. Yeah, we, there we go um uh martin's frozen that's what happens when people log off um upside down american flag you're not supposed to do that unless you're really in a, a moment of dire distress and as a nation we are in total distress so this shirt is meant to be a conversation starter you walk around people see it and say hey why are you wearing why is the flag upside down or maybe say hey hey that's against the flag code you shouldn't be doing that this gives you that opening conversation starter to start actually talking to people about just how bad things are in this country. So yeah, check out the link in the description or go to shop, uh, store.conservative-daily.com and pick one up today. So yeah, that's going to be it for this edition of the conservative daily podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember everyone that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.